couple things you may be aware of and may not be aware of. One is, years ago, at the inauguration of Richard Nixon, they had asked Billy Graham to give the prayer. And just before the prayer, they said, we need you to do us a favor because we have such a large mass of people. Do not pray in Jesus' name because it will offend so many. So he prayed in the name of the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of Jesse, the Lamb of God. I have another one for you that I'm sure that you haven't paid attention to. And I want you to exercise your spiritual beliefs. We have a term that is used in our society that is called Xmas. It's X with the M-A-S. And Christians want to jump up and down and yell and scream. Do you know when that started, that phrase? 109 A.D. It's been around a few years. You know why? X is the Greek alphabet. You know what it stands for? Exxon. Exxon. You know what is the first letter of? The word Christ. But we look at it and we think it's a term of shame when the truth of the matter is the first century church was persecuted to the point of death. And they would celebrate Christmas with an X because they could keep it simple and no one would know it. I find that fascinating. I want to share with you some things about this babe in a manger. Okay? These types of messages are very difficult for me. Those of you who have sat under my teaching understand that I take off in a text. I start at verse 1 and I cruise on. Sometimes I can hang up on a word or a phrase or a paragraph or a sentence. So to teach in a, a, a time frame, um, it's a little tough. To teach on the birth of my Lord and to do it in one small setting is bizarre for me. But I want to start off with a couple of things that I think that we miss in this day and age. We fight over when the fact that someone will say, I don't want the nativity out in front of my courthouse. We will fight over the fact that, I remember the Pope made the comment that Christmas is a charade. There's nothing true about it. And if I look around the world, I would agree with the Pope. There's nothing true about it. It becomes something fashionable to feed the flesh. So I want to start with a couple of things that people miss. First, fear. Fear. John's Gospel, chapter 11. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though if he dies. We don't think about that at Christmas. We don't think about that with the babe in a manger. 
I did some research. The World Health Organization, my numbers came out in 2012, estimated that every year 56 million people die. Every year. Contrary to the fear mongers, our population is dwindling at a rate quicker than we can replace it. Even today. If you do the math on 57 million people die, that means that there's 153,425 die every day. Which means there's 106 who die every minute. Which means there's more than one who die every second. I can look at my watch. And that was five seconds. More than five people died. Let me tell you something. That is the reality of humanity. Whether you like it or not. Usually people are afraid of what they don't know. And yet, mankind will tell you that knowledge is supposed to overcome fear. But when it comes to death, many people are afraid of what they know. Right? Death is known, but... There's a fear of what happens on the quote-unquote other side. We who believe have the words of the one who conquered death. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Those are the words of he who overcame. This is the infant in the manger. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? Ever thought about that? There's times I shake my head and say, I'm not sure. John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 17. Did you hear what I said? No, this is not John 3.16. This is John 3.17. John 3.16 is the football verse. You see it at the goalpost. John 3.16. Well, you used to. For God did not send His Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. Through Him. Has anybody here heard of David Livingston? Dr. David Livingston? Do you realize he's real? He was a medical doctor. Uh, a medical missionary. He lived in the 19th century and he ministered through medicine in England and in Africa. There was a Welsh explorer named H.M. Stanley who went to Africa searching for Dr. Livingston. They thought Livingston had died. He found him. He found him. And we all know the phrase. He found him. And typical British 
exuberance. Dr. Livingston, I presume. We all know that one, don't we? Okay. Do you know what the response was? From Dr. Livingston? Let me give you the response. Quote, I feel thankful that I am here to welcome you. Unquote. When someone is willing to travel a great distance under great turmoil in search of another, the question that I always ask is, why? Why did Stanley go looking for Livingston? He had great admirations for the man. The Welshman was looking for an Englishman. Now then, I wanted you to think about it from this perspective. Jesus came to save the world in John 3.17. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, he said, He came to seek that which was lost. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, He came to serve as a ransom for sin. We know why Jesus came. Okay? To seek, to save, to serve. Very simple, very easy. But the question that I want for you guys tonight is our response like Dr. Livingston's? Are you thankful for Jesus coming? Do we welcome His presence? He came to seek us. He came to save us. He came to serve us. And have we greeted Him with thanksgiving? For coming to find us. See, we have this fear. There's a reality of death. We know that He came to save. Are we thankful that He came for us? That's for each of you. you listen, I, you don't need to ask your wife if she's thankful. You don't need to ask your husband if he's thankful. Don't ask your kids if they're thankful. Are you thankful? Can you look at it and say, wow, he came for me. He came to save me. He came to seek me. He came to serve me. Because I want to conclude with one thought that many people miss in Christmas. I've been thinking about this for a while. Not that I'm planning, but I was thinking. I have the fear of death. I have the why that He came. But now I have to look at this holiday. This holiday. Right here in front of me. I've got wise men. I've got a camel. 
I got Mary, Joseph, and a baby in a manger. And everybody's like, right on, right on, right on. Really? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. But He, that would be Jesus, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God. See, most people do not understand Christmas. And I'm talking about in the evangelical community. I'm talking about Christians. They don't understand Christmas. I mean, they can go through and they can tell you the prophecies. I gave you two prophecies out of the book of Isaiah. Okay? You know what? Today, tonight, through most of life, most Christians will never get beyond the babe in the manger. Okay? Let me give you an, let me give you something to scratch your head on. Okay? I'm not a blasphemer. So get ready. Try this. Christmas. Christmas. Christmas! It's tomorrow! It's Christmas! Christmas is all about emptiness. Emptiness. Let me tell you something about Christmas. Christmas is an empty throne. Christmas is an empty manger. Christmas is an empty cross. Christmas is an empty tomb. And you know what? The empty throne, the empty manger, the empty cross, the empty tomb is all to fill empty hearts. But we don't look at Christmas that way. It's a circuit. He traveled from heaven to earth. It's sort of like I look at it. Jesus had a round trip ticket. But he had some layovers. He left the throne for the manger. He left the manger for the cross. He left the cross for the tomb. He left the tomb for the throne. Round trip ticket. He left blessings behind at every stop. He emptied Himself so that we might be filled. He poured Himself out at every stop. I was listening to a guy today and he was saying, He came as an infant so that we would not be afraid. I mean, who's afraid of a baby? They will fear Him when He returns. He came into the world with the cross on His mind. He did this to offer Himself as the sacrifice for our sins and for the sins of humanity forever and ever and ever. Amen. He was born to die. He died to rise again. Because of His death, we live forever. We live forgiven. That's why I can say 
that Christmas is empty, but it is for our filling. And it ain't got nothing to do with the tree. It ain't got nothing to do with the roast. It ain't got nothing to do with whoever thought up fruitcake. Fruitcake and Twinkies will last forever. It ain't got nothing to do with presents. It ain't got nothing to do with what did you get or what didn't you get. None of that is relevant. Because Christmas is because of the emptiness that each and every one of us has. I look at people today and I watch people struggling with that emptiness. They're trying their best to fulfill that emptiness. They try to stuff anything that they can into that emptiness. And there's only one thing that fits it. Christmas is filling. That is the babe in the manger. The manger is empty. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. And all of that happened so that you and I would be full. Absolutely full. Absolutely full. Years ago, one of the best Christmases I ever had is before I was married. I was up on Vail Pass, sleeping in a tent. It was one of the best Christmases I ever had. There was nothing expected. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords had created everything. I remember crawling out of my tent at sometime in the middle of the night, and there were more stinking stars than I've ever seen in my life. I can't even fathom it. It was like it was lit up. It was like city lights, except they were heavenly lights. And everybody says, no, there was no family. There was no kids. There was no responsibilities. Nothing I was looking at. All I looked at was, look what God did. At that point in my life, I realized, you know what? I'm full. I'm full. Why? It took massive amounts of emptiness to make you and I full. And yet, how many tonight will walk away thinking they need something else? Brothers and sisters, that's Christmas. However you shake it, that is Christmas. Had a conversation on Tuesday. Young man's going through some hard times. He made a statement to me. He says, I will not be home for Christmas. He says, and it's tearing me apart. Says, how do you go through Christmas and not be home? I smiled at him. I said, Don't worry about it. He says, Well, you just don't understand. I said, Stop. Understand Jesus' first Christmas, he wasn't at home. You have an intercessor who is tempted in all ways and yet without sin, though he may know your burden.
I know a lot of people in the military right now. I have a heart for the military. I grew up in the military. Uh, my son is in the military. My son-in-law is in the military. And you know what? Their grief is they're not at home. And I think, you know what? My Lord and Savior wasn't at home on the first Christmas. Okay? Everything's relative. He is on the right hand of the Father. Having offered one sacrifice for the sins of all time, He sat down at the right hand of God. He's awaiting to come and get His bride. Christmas is empty. The manger is empty. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. But the throne is full. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this time of the season. Father, thank You for a world that actually stops for a little bit and looks at this. Father, I have read that there are countries who have banned any celebration of Christmas this time. Father, to their shame. But Father, I also praise You that even when man wants to try to get rid of You, He flung the stars into the heaven. Tomorrow night we will see a full moon at Christmas and You will shine a light forward that the world will say, Oh my God. Thank You, my King that You have put Your purity of white all around us in the form of snow. And that, Father, we understand that the babe is not in the manger. Father, our Savior is not on the cross. Father, the tomb is empty, but Your throne is awaiting us. We praise You and we thank You in Christ's name. Amen.